Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ha ha. Yes, welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hour number two. We are... Uh, Happy to have you along, as always, here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, yeah, uh, it's the second day of the year, and I want to say this is probably the worst day of the year. One of the worst days of the year has to be January 2nd. I mean, you're, you know, you're coming down from the holiday high, <laughs> right? You had, you know, if you're like me, the last two weeks you've been just eating crap. All the junk food you can find because today was going to be the start of going back to your 2018 ways. <laughs> um, and the holidays are over. You're taking the tree down. You're taking your uh, your decorations down. You're coming to reality of, oh my gosh, I have to pay all those Christmas gift bills now. It really, it's just... It's a sad day. What can I say? I'm trying to I'm trying to be the positive person that I usually am here, but this is one of my least favorite days of the year. It really is. Um, and uh, you know, but we got a big Bills game on Sunday, so hopefully we can we can turn this negative train around and uh, be positive again. Eight oh three oh nine thirty start nine thirty gets you on the show. So the New York State through a authority. Uh, the same, you know, the same New York State that's trying to force Chick-fil-A to stay open on Sundays on the thruway. Uh, well, maybe they can take that money from the tolls. Uh, the toll hike will be 5% for easy pass holders, but will increase the toll by mails rate differential to a 75% differential above what easy pass users pay. That's insane. I'm sorry. That is absolutely insane. So if you don't have an easy pass, you are now going to pay 75% more than the easy pass holder. Who comes up with this? So a trip from Buffalo to Albany used to cost an easy pass user $12.18 just last week. Now it will cost $12.78 and in 2027 it will cost $13.41. But if you don't have an easy pass, I mean this is absolutely stupid. If you don't have an easy pass, a trip from Buffalo to Albany will now cost you $23.47. That I'm sorry, guys. That's absolutely insane. When you have the technology that reads your license, why do you need an easy pass? I, please, someone at the Thruway Authority answer this. 
Why do you need an easy pass? And guess what? We are still talking. Numerous people have chimed in about the mistakes they've had. Their easy pass was charged, and then they found themselves with a $250 fine. Uh, So now, if you don't have an easy pass, you have to pay 75% more. So that trip, I should have gotten this during the break. You know, again, it's the first day of the year, guys. Um, I, I should have gotten this during the break, but... So if you don't have an easy pass and you want to go from Transit Road to Main Street, the money you it, it, guys, it's stupid. It, I, I'm sorry. I don't usually say things are stupid. This is um, I, I just don't I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. And by the way, easy pass isn't an every state thing. Like. If you live in Vermont, not Vermont. Yeah, if you live in Vermont, they don't even have Easy Pass. They don't have Easy Pass in Vermont. Vermont is a border state with New York. So, uh, so if you're fr- if you're from Vermont and you're coming to visit New York, which wouldn't be that crazy, it's on the border. I'm not good at geography. I'm pretty good at this. It's on the border. And you want to go, say you want to go from Vermont to Buffalo, right? Now, why would you have an easy pass living in Vermont? They don't have easy pass in Vermont. You're going to pay $23 just to drive to Buffalo. Now, you're going to have to pay that again driving back. Just like the person whose equation was, well, Joe, it's only 15 cents every day. No, it's 30 cents every day. And that was before the increase. It's just it's just New York State being a very unwelcoming state, <laughs> unless unless you crossed the southern border illegally. Uh, New York is just unwelcome. Like we talked about this a few weeks ago. What's the first thing you see when you when you drive into New York? We will bill you. It's the first thing you see. And now that bill, if you don't have Easy Pass, is going to be substantially higher. $23 just to drive to Albany from Buffalo. I mean, I guess your alternative is taking the Erie Canal. I don't think there's any tolls there. 8030930, star nine thirty. What do you think about this? And do you map your day, your daily commute, around the tolls? Again, I know I do. Right? I... I could probably get here five minutes sooner if I just jumped on the thruway at Transit Road in the morning. But the troubles I have had with local tolls in the last three to four years, I'm not even going to mess with it. Like I, I'm not even going to, to, to risk having to go through all that again. You know, something happens once. Okay, it's a mistake. I'll let it go. It happens again, and it's a hassle. It, it, it's not just calling the thruway authority and saying, hey, you guys misbilled me. I have an easy pass. It's That is not the process. You have to sit on hold. Seemingly, there's only one person at the call bank. And then they have to pass you to someone else, to someone else. It, it's not this easy process that it should be. I mean, it really should just be disputing a ticket 
online, but they can't make it that they can't make it that easy. And you know, it's not just New York State. Uh, it's going to generate twenty eight million dollars. It's also going to drive people away from New York. You might think that sounds ridiculous, but it is. So New York State's looking at all the money they're going to bring in from their residents that already pay ridiculous taxes. Um, but, you know, if I'm a business owner, if I'm a business based on travel, based on, you know, t- uh, tourists, I'm probably going to look at that and say, well, this might not be good for me. You know, if someone's faced with this kind of toll, are they going to come back to my establishment? Are they even going to come back to the state? And like I said, Connecticut and Vermont, bordering states that do not have an easy pass system. So those are people who are, especially on the border towns, regularly in the state that they have no reason for an easy pass. Like, I'm sorry. If New York didn't have easy pass, but you you were going to Pennsylvania, you're going to buy an easy pass? Again, that sounds ridiculous. 803-0930-930. What do you think of it? Jerry is in Fredonia. Jerry, what's your thought on all this? Well, uh, first off, there is tolls on the canal. And secondly, uh, darn. Uh, why did the Thruway Authority put in all those windmills that don't work that they knew was, they were going to uh, electronic tolls? And now they got windmills that don't work that are supposed to run the toll booth that ain't there. <laughs> It's all, and now we have to pay the difference, right? But those to- or those those windmills, I guess, were millions of dollars each, and you know they they put one at every exit, and there's none of them working. Well, and the parts for those windmills are hard to find because the company went out of business, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, uh, Jerry. But I'm sure I'm sure that the uh, Thruway Authority, uh, whoever bought them, made a lot of money on that. Oh, I'm sure. And they're going to make a lot of money starting Monday, Jerry, because if you don't have an easy pass, $23 to get yourself to Albany. It's, uh, I appreciate the call. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But don't worry, guys, don't worry, okay? You might have to pay $23 to go to Albany, but New York State is going to force Chick-fil-A to open on Sunday. So don't you worry. They are putting your tax and toll dollars to good use. I just... I can't follow I can't follow the reasoning on this. I understand New York is desperate for money. Okay? Everything here is already expensive. It's expensive to live here. Taxes are ridiculous. But every year we hear about you know spending more money, more money over budget, over budget. So how do we make up for that? Well, we can make 28 million dollars by taking more money from the people who still live here. It, 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 it's, I've talked about this numerous times. You know, if, if uh, let's take Bed Bath & Beyond, for example, right? They went out of business. Um, my former employer. Bed Bath & Beyond was getting less and less cu- uh, customers. So what did Bed Bath & Beyond do? Well, they had less and less hours to give to their customers, uh, to their employees, I'm sorry. So they, they downsized to meet the, the decrease of money that was coming in. But government doesn't work that way. Like, people are continuously leaving the state. I mean, that's not just a right-wing talking point. That's actually happening.
More and more people are leaving the state. Yet, do you see any reductions in anything in Albany? Do you hear of downsizing anywhere in Albany? They downsized in Congress because they were forced to. That's kind of what happens when your census numbers are what they were. But New York's answer to less people being here is to spend more of your money. Hey, idiot, you decided to stay here. Now it's going to cost you even more. (laughs) It's, you know, just more and more. Like, hey, I have a good job for now. My wife has a good job. That's why we're here. But let me tell you right now, if an offer came from outside the state, you'd have to seriously, seriously consider it. And I always say, I love Western New York. I love the people of Western New York. I do. I love working here. I love this station. I love this audience. But man, do I hate the politics and the way government is run in New York State. And the throwaway authority you can put right there. <laughs> it's 2024, and so far, what does the throwaway authority have uh, under its belt? Uh, it, it's increasing tolls, and it's trying to force Chick-fil-A to stay open on Sunday. That's your New York State throwaway authority. And by the way, if you don't live in, if you live in Vermont, in Connecticut, and want to road trip through this beautiful state of New York, you better get ready to pay 75% more because we punish those who don't have an easy pass. I mean, that's what it is. We're punishing you because you, you, you don't want an easy pass. Well, we're going to punish you by charging you 75% more. I, I just, maybe someone could answer, can, can, can bring this up to me. Maybe someone could explain this to me. Please, I, I, if I'm sounding like an idiot right now, call in and tell me. Why, why the focus on trying to force us to have an easy pass? Now, I have an easy pass. I always have. I think easy pass is just, it's easy, right? Um, and when I go to Virginia Tech games, I go through all states with easy pass. So I, I, I love Easy Pass. This is not an anti-Easy Pass show. But why are we punishing people who won't get the Easy Pass? I mean, this is, this is like the state, uh, you know, this is like Kramer not wearing the ribbon. Why are we punishing people who don't want Easy Pass? I, I, I don't get the mindset on this. Do you want like an, is it because you want our banking information so you can get instant access to our checking account? I'm sorry, I don't get it. And I think it's a bad look for the state. And I think it's just stupid that now if you don't have an easy pass, it's going to cost you 75% more to take the throughway. Where where does that even make sense? What am I missing here? 803-0930-STAR-930. What am I missing here? Please tell me what I'm missing. John and Amherst, explain it to me. What am I missing? Well, you're really not missing anything as you brought it up a little bit today, but the state's been run by Democrats since George Pataki. I mean, and it's been going downhill since George Pataki. I mean, the town of Amherst, you were talking earlier about the tax, 11% tax increase. You know, all these people are calling and they're up in arms and they're shaking their head and they go to these meetings. I guarantee you 50 to 75% of those people voted Democratic. And then they don't understand why these things take place. I mean, you got a whole Democratic board in the town of Amherst. I mean, the raises that these people have given themselves with no checks and balances, because there's nobody there to check and give them checks and balances. The jobs that the the, uh, the uh, supervisor in Amherst has created, I mean, if you just 
if you went in there with an auditor and, and checked on these jobs, they're just basically patronage jobs that he made up for his buddies and his relatives. And I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I said, it goes back to what I said. You know, these people shake their heads in Amherst, and but they just keep voting Democratic, just keep voting Democratic. I mean, I'm not saying that you should have a total Republican board either, but I mean, you need, like you say, you need checks and balances. So you need some Republicans on there as a watchdog or Democrats on there if it was reverse. You know, John, as someone who grew up in Amherst, still live in, in Amherst for now, uh, the, the, the 180 switch that the politics in Amherst has taken in the last two decades is something I never thought I would see. It's, it's, it's craziness. But like I say, these people, they, they hate what's going on in Amherst, but they keep pulling that lever for, for Democrats, keep pulling that lever for Democrats. Yeah. And I, I just don't get it. I mean, they had an opportunity this past election to get a couple of Republicans on there just to maybe keep an eye on what's, what's going on. And maybe, you know, it's just, it's mind boggling. It really is. Yeah. And you know what, John, I mean, that's Amherst, but you can say that at the County and state level too. People will complain, complain, but vote for the same people. Or here's my favorite. They'll complain, complain. They'll say, I have to get out of here because of the policies of the state. Then they'll go to North Carolina, but they'll vote the same way that they voted in New York, which is the reason they left New York. I've never been able to make sense of any of it. Well, I think the big problem is is a lot of these people that continue to vote Democrat, they don't really realize or they don't they don't listen to the right stations or watch the right news or whatever it may be. But I honestly do believe to give them some of the benefit of the doubt, they don't really realize what the Democratic Party has become today. It's not the Democratic Party 20, 30 years ago that they used to be, you know, for the unions and be for the working man and take care of, you know, the, the little guy. It's not that right now. It's become so radicalized and so far to the left that I, I really believe a lot of these people that have voted Democrat their whole life and continue to vote that way don't really realize how crazy the Democratic Party has become. Yeah, uh, John, I uh, appreciate the call. I, I would say I, I think both political parties um, within the parties have gone a little too far to the to the wings. Um, but, I mean, you can't take away the, the, the Democratic Party of today is very different than the one even when I was in high school. Um, and, and you— Believe me, I, I will say that the same can be said for the Republican Party. I, I think the party that tries to go back to the center the best is the party that will win, right? I mean, I, I, I consider myself, I lean to the right, um, but I consider myself more moderate, uh, but, you know, a moderate conservative. Uh, and, and I think, you know, um, Joe Manchin said this, uh, outgoing senator in West, West Virginia, and he's a Democrat. He said, "If you take the, if you you know talk to most Americans, they are moderate, they are center right, and I think that's true. And I think you know uh, the Democrat Party is far from the center, and I think the Republican Party, unfortunately, is moving more and more further from the center. I think if the Republican Party started moving back to the center, I don't think they could lose an election. I really don't. Obviously, I'm talking national, not in New York. Um, New York seems to be a lost cause right now, but I, I think a lot more elections could be could go one way again." If you could, if you could, be more moderate, right? Um, but that's just my view of it. And you know, as John says, they don't. You know, you've got people who they've been voting the same way their whole life, and they watch. You know, they get their news from one source. I always say, hey, look at me. I get my news from multiple sources. I want to compare what the left is saying to what the right is saying to what the middle's saying to what the uh, libertarians are saying to what the far leftists. I, I want to know what everyone's saying. That's why, you know, I'm not just always watching Fox News. Or, you know, I will see what CNN's saying. I'll turn on. Uh, I'll see what Cuomo's saying on News Nation. 
I'll listen to everybody and get a good idea of what all opinions are saying. And I, I think more people need to be like that. You know, last week we, we had a caller uh, who called in, said their line, and hung up. Didn't want to have a conversation. And if you want to know what's wrong with American politics and now 2024, it's that no one wants to have a conversation with people they disagree with. They want to drop the one line and get away. And again, I think that plays right into why we have such a toxic uh, political la- landscape here in Western New York. Uh, sorry, here in America. Uh, John, I appreciate the call. Frank and Amherst, you are up next after the news on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, hey, welcome back. Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Great to be with you on this second day of 2024. Hopefully, uh, you are getting the year started in the right direction. Hopefully, that blank sheet on the new year is being filled with positives and success stories. We'll see. It is Tuesday. Uh, Beamer in for Bowerly, and uh, we are talking about a, a few things. Uh, the Amherst tax hike, it would be dumb for me to to um, to completely ignore it. Like I said, holiday gatherings, what were people talking about? The Amherst tax hike, okay? And that's not me bringing it up. People were coming to me and talking about the Amherst tax hike. So, and there's a town board meeting today. You want to comment on that? Great. The lines are open. Also, tolls, easy pass. Tolls uh, here in New York State on the uh, New York State Thruway are going up next Monday. 5% for Easy Pass holders, 75% for those who don't have an Easy Pass. Yeah, is this thing on? 75% if you don't have an Easy Pass. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Easy Pass is not something that's that everyone has in every state. Uh, and I think to. To punish people for not having Easy Pass is, <laughs> I just think it's really stupid. And I know that's like an immature way to say stupid, but I don't know what better way to say it. So you're, you're talking about an increase of 75% um, coming up on Monday if you don't have 
an easy pass. What do you think of that? 803-0930, star 930. We'll start in Amherst with Frank. Frank, thanks for hanging on during the break. Yes. Uh, on your uh, uh, throughway authority comments there with the easy pass, um, boy, that system with the tolls by mail, I, I had a friend who had a grandson and he had some issues where, you know, his plate was getting zapped. He didn't have the easy pass. And boy, did that get mixed up. There were some fines, which I was able to get reduced and, you know, get those things paid. And then there's a separate department that handles the the fines if you're going through a construction thing because he's a young kid and he wasn't paying attention. And that happened to him. And uh, he, he, he has an easy pass on her account now. So that'll help with that. But um, but yes, you, you, you pay a lot more money to travel the, the highways uh, if you do not have the easy pass and you're getting those envelopes. Hopefully you're getting your envelopes in the mail. If you don't get them in the mail, then you're one of these people where a $10 fine turns into a $1,000 headache uh, later on down the line. 100%. Frank, do you, uh, yeah. do you, you live in Amherst. Do you avoid the, uh, the tolls to get, uh, to get around? Uh, I don't avoid them. I do have an easy pass. I was one of the first easy pass people who had it when it was the first easy pass in America was over on Ogden Street, which they tore that down uh, over there, um, Long William Street, Ogden Street. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've had easy pass uh, since the beginning, but um, I, uh, I, I don't haven't been on the thruway a lot for for many years i I do every once in a while you know i i see something that comes in the mail that i spent 17 cents to go and i was like (laughs) is that me uh so uh uh, the other thing i wanted to add i i'm a liberal democrat but i wanted to say that i i notice things about what's going on in the state as an example the judgeships for new york state every new york judge that gets appointed now this started more than 10 years ago Uh, The Republicans and the Democrats get together and they alternate it. One time it's a Republican, the next time it's going to be a Democrat. Sedita didn't want to be the Erie County uh, District Attorney anymore, and he just left one day. And they gave him the Chautauqua State Judgeship, and and then that uh, was, was empty until the next election, and that's how John Flynn got into it. Um, and so what, what kind of a election is that where there's all these people, I don't know if you looked at your ballot, uh, last time around here, but, uh, so many people were unopposed yep. and it wasn't always just by fact that there was disinterest, although that's a, a big part of it, but some of it is by design in this state judgeship thing. There's not one state judge in the last 15 years that's been put on to the bench that came from an actual election. I don't even bother to fill out those dots because I refuse to go ahead and vote for something where that's purposely designed to be uh, unopposed. You know, that Frank, that is one thing I hear more than any after an election that Republicans and Democrats agree on. And it's the un, you know, you've got someone who's on the Democrat line, the Republican line, the working families line, the conservative line. And it's like, really, the, these parties aren't running, um, aren't running someone. Well, uh, Bella Villa, I, I like, I like something at Bella Villa. I don't agree with you and Bella Villa on some topics, uh, but I like Bella Villa when he criticized Langworthy for being the state Republican chairman and the only thing that he really accomplished in the great scheme of things is putting himself on the ballot yep. as the congressperson. Yeah, that's uh... that was his big thing. He couldn't find anybody. He didn't make any effort to go ahead and try to find somebody who I guess was a Republican to put on it. He just looked in the mirror and said, I'll take it. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too too far into this, but I mean, he did. You know, criticize Chris Jacobs. Chris Jacobs ends up not running for re-election, and next thing you know, Nick Lingworthy's running for election. 
Yeah, always Bellavia is uh, fuming about that. I, I've heard him uh, speak about that situation. So on this uh, thing that you're referring to, people need to understand the history of New York. New York is the king of the public benefit entity, public benefit corporation. And it started back in the 50s uh, with Robert Moses, who basically uh, has had the biggest impact on our state, everywhere from Niagara Falls all the way to New York City. Uh, every highway, bridge, tunnel, et cetera, uh, was, was, had an impact from Robert Moses. He was a tyrant and used the eminent domain to force through projects that would never happen today. Um, but this, there's these public benefit entities, the Thruway Authority, the Dormitory Authority, the Parks Department, SUNY, State University of New York, the Power Authority, Niagara Frontier Transit Authority, Metro Transit Authority in New York City, the MTA. Uh, all of these things were designed by the New York State uh, government, the legislature, the assembly, in order to evade, um, uh, I don't know if responsibility is the word, but evade, they, they, it gave them plausible deniability. Somebody calls up their you call up any one of your state senators or assemblymen today, uh, Joe, and, and they say, well, you got to talk to the leader of the Thruway Authority. you got to talk to the leader of this authority. They did that by design because what they did is they sort of are using that as a ruse. The New York State Assembly and Senate, they passed the budget, but then these smaller entities, these public benefit entities, quasi-public uh, private entities go ahead and make the decisions so that the people who get elected, the assembly and senators, don't have to be accountable. If you call any one of your state senators, Joe, or assembly people and say, I want you to be accountable for what's happening with the Thruway Authority, you know what they say? We don't have anything to do with that. That's something that's run by the Thruway Authority. Yeah. If you call the MTA. So they did it purposely that way so that they didn't have to take direct responsibility for what happens with the finances, the same reason why the 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 uh, the, the, the chickens that they are, um, they didn't want to go ahead and just pass legalized gambling in New York State, which we have because of the Indian agreements and the Seneca agreements and all that. So they use the Indians as a ruse to go ahead because they didn't they they knew that they would take punishment at the at the polls from people who are anti-gambling, and they wanted the gambling revenue. But they didn't want to go ahead and just say, I'm for it. So they went ahead and they went around it and created another sort of backdoor entity with the Indians to go ahead and use them as the excuse uh, and still be able to have it, have their cake and eat it, too. So that that's something that goes on. People need to understand the history of New York State and, and these public benefit entities. And, and and that sort of thing. I had one more comment, too. I don't know. After I'll, I'll let you comment on no, all that. Frank, and then I had one more thing. Frank, go right ahead. You. Uh, Janet from Amherst, a um, friend of mine who backed me up on a call a couple, about a week and a half ago. I just wanted to get back to a quick topic, and then I'll end. Uh, I was saying something about the uh, stadium, that the tickets were being supported by people like me who yes. don't support the tickets. She actually called in, and she was trying to agree with me, but you were not giving her a chance well, to agree with her with me. <laughs> what she was trying to say is that the revenue from the ticket sales at the prices that they are now is not enough by itself to sustain the team. That's the reason why the team is asking for me and others to support them and uh, back them up with tax subsidies is because the tickets, and this is what Janet was trying to say, the tickets really should cost a lot more 
than, say, a 350 ticket. A 350 ticket should cost a lot more, double or more, but it's able to be charged only for 350 because the taxpayers are uh, providing the subsidy. Yeah. So, Frank, in fact, I am paying for your ticket. Frank, you don't, that, Janet Amherst, uh, also known as my mother, uh, I heard all about that. Uh, at the holiday gatherings, uh, oh, did you, <laughs> Frank? But I, I will say, that, and you know, I don't, I don't want to get back on the stadium thing. I, I will get back the money that is pumped into the economy uh, by the NFL being here uh, would be sorely missed if that team went. So uh, you, you talk about all the other things that this state throws our money at. Uh, I think right. that's one time Western New York actually got the money because guess what? I've been to Madison Square Garden zero times in my life. Every year, our tax dollars go to keep repairs to keep MSG up to date. So well, I, I, I've had that happen before where I've called the radio show and I've had a caller that called up later and backed me up on something, but I never was able to actually tell them thank you and re-back them up. So if you, if you see Janet from Amherst, uh, tell her thank you for getting my point. Uh, not necessarily that we would agree on everything, but at least she did get my point. Yep. And uh, she called up afterwards, and so I she, wasn't able to get And she made sure on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve that she brought back up that conversation so she could defend you and her point. Oh, uh, that's my Janet. You go, girl. <laughs> Frank, appreciate the call, Frank and Amherst. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, I've, I've had this discussion so many times on and off the air. But the, the stuff, I'm a huge Mets fan. You know, and we had state money go to City, City Field. I, I can't stand the Yankees, but we had state money go to Yankee Stadium. We have state money go every year to Madison Square Garden. You know, all, all of these projects around, around New York State, the NFL, the money that is pumped into the economy off the NFL, finally New York State is spending money on Western New York. So, you know what? Maybe that goes against uh, – Carl Calabrese, uh, I think, <laughs> said it perfectly a few months ago. You know, um, we're all Bills fans. And for me, I kind of throw my politics away, and whatever keeps the bills here, I'm for it. And again, if you say, well, Joe, that's not very fiscally conservative of you, well, I will come back with, no, but I want New York State to spend, finally spend money in Western New York. And they did. So I love the idea of the stadium. I love that we're getting a new stadium. I hope the bills stay here forever. Um, and you, you cannot deny the money the Bills bring in. And it's not just off the eight games a year because that's something that will get thrown back at you. Well, it's only eight games a year. But the, there, are, there are people in this country, and I'll show you a video out of Arizona, who don't know where Rochester, New York is. Everyone knows where Buffalo is. Why? Because of the Buffalo Bills. For that fact alone, the team is worth whatever to keep it here. 803-0930, that's not the topic, but Frank brought it up, and I thought I would defend my stance from over a week ago. 803-0930, star 930, that's the number to get on. Bill and Tonawanda had to hold on through that Frank call, so Bill, uh, time is yours. Thanks for hanging on. Oh, you're entirely welcome. Um, been a caller, listener, since Clint Buhlman, <laughs> who, was, who was actually also our customer. Well, we're glad uh, to have you, Bill. It's William Rotten's son, and I want to address this thing because it's important if anybody's listening from Amber's. They're talking about the town board wants to put a slate roof on that old old building. Yes, it it it. Uh, I can tell you that we put an alternative to look like slate on one of WBN's towers, like some years ago. It looks like slate, and it costs twenty percent of the cost of slate, and it has a fifty-year warranty. Okay. So for for those people, particularly listening to Amherst now and that lady, 
the ammunition is it's absolutely ridiculous. They can go to a 50-year warrantied look-alike slate uh, at at 20% of the cost of slate. And that's that's uh, in regards to Susan's call about the uh, St. Mary's uh, apartments. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, yeah. b- now, Bill, you know, information like that would that w- would like the town of Amherst ask you to come and present that information? Well, they could if they wanted to. I'm not soliciting business. No, I, I understand, but for your professional, <laughs> but for your professional, um, you know, view on that. I mean, you you obviously know what you're talking about. It, it it would be nice if the town of Amherst had you as just a hey. Here are the facts about what's being proposed. Well, if they're listening, they can call our office, and I'd be happy to show up. Well, Bill, we're happy One to have my sixty-year-old kids. We're happy. We're happy to have you as a listener, and uh, thank you so much for hanging on. Okay. Take care. That is Bill in Tonawanda. Susan in Amherst called earlier talking about the roof and what Amherst wants um, the St. Mary's uh, people to do uh, versus what St. Mary's wants to do. And Bill, obviously, he has the insight. He knows what he's talking about um, with the answer to that. Susan, I hope you're still listening. Uh, let's go to Hilton Head, South Carolina, where I'm sure it's in the 60s there. Greg, thanks for calling in. Yeah, hi, Joe. Glad to be on. Um, I got around the Easy Pass by getting a Florida Sun Pass Pro. It's called Florida Sun Pass Pro. I ordered it online while I talked to them, and they sent the uh, device uh, to my address in uh, Williamsville. And I've been I've used it in New York State. It works fine from Florida. Uh, to, to uh, New York. I used it in New York State on the New York State Thruway here this fall. And uh, I'm very pleased with it. I think you only have to have a $10 minimum. There's no automatic, um, when when your uh, balance gets down to some amount, you can opt out of uh, automatic renewal. Oh, that's that's what I want to hear. It goes on with suction cups, too. Uh, It's not- um, Not the Velcro? There's no Velcro. It goes on with suction cups. I put it on with suction cups when I left in November, and it's still there right now. And uh, it it didn't fall off or anything. And it worked uh, uh, on the toll roads from New York State down to South Carolina and West Virginia. So anyway, I'm real pleased with it. And uh, Sun, it's the Florida SunPass Pro. SunPass Pro. I am surprised that New York State has not tried to uh, get that off the off the list, but I'm glad they haven't, Greg. The SunPass Pro. Uh, if you're going to road trip, that's the uh, that's the one to get. Hey, Greg, thank you so much for the call. I uh, hope you're enjoying Hilton Head, South Carolina. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty gets you on the show, talking everything from the tolls to Amherst and the town board meeting tonight and the tax hike and your thoughts on that. Uh, I know I've talked about it on several shows now, but let me tell you, it is still a hot topic in Amherst and even outside of Amherst. A lot of people are listening and going, wow, what is going on with Amherst? So we'll take your calls on that. Also, when we come back, I had I had, a, I had an experience today uh, with, with my lunch, and that is the tease. When we come back, I want to talk about putting a cheap meal together. I'll tell you what my lunch has to do with a cheap meal when we come back. It's Beamer in for Bowerly on WBEN.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.